Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I'm Steve Goldstein. Uh, thanks for being with us here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our producer is the wonderful Brent Markowitz. Does a great job, great effort by him. And, of course, we appreciate our sponsors, which we will tell you about, the Morris Southeast Group, ONA Management Group, Sides Foundation, and uh, the good folks at One-on-One Concierge. Now, uh, Panthers in the midst of this long season, long eight-game homestand. There's been ups, there's been downs for this team, but... Hey, 9-9-4, nine, nine, and four, they've got an opportunity if they could win their home games. They played the fewest home games in the NHL heading into the game against Anaheim. So, we're going to talk a little bit of hockey and a little bit of life. Uh, people always ask me, well, how'd you get started? How'd you become a sports broadcaster? And I'm sure the same thing happens with those in the, the print media, which our guest on this uh, episode is Mr. George Richards, formerly of the Miami Herald, now of The Athletic. How are you, George? Goldie, how are you, my friend? That's a very nice greeting. I always get that greeting from George, by the way, whether it's oh, a practice and uh, yeah. no matter where it is. Let's start with a little hockey. Uh, yeah. Team kind of all over the place a bit, you know, and then the, the goaltending hasn't been up to where they want it to be, you know, with the Luongo injury, but, you know, injuries happen. What do you make of this uh, not only convoluted schedule they've kind of had with the fewest games played and the fewest home games played, but where the Panthers are heading into uh, – uh, at time of recording the Anaheim game. Yeah, I, I think there's just, you know, they're just not a very consistent team. I think they're they're in every game um, with, with rare exception. I think you look at the, the, the 22 games they've played, I think maybe they've been out of what, two or three of them. Um, so that's a positive for them. Like you said, the goaltending has been a concern. Um, there's been too many nights where they've needed to f- score five or six goals to win a game. And that's just too much in this league. Uh, yes, it's a, a little bit more wide open than it, is, than it used to be, but not that wide open. So, yeah, there's going to be some nights where you win 7-5 like you did in Ottawa. But if you score four goals or, you know, five, you, you need to win those games. And, you know, more often than not, the Panthers haven't this year. You've been around this team for a long time, as I have. Kind of amazing to me announcing these games. Like, you know, forever the Panthers couldn't score. Right. Now right. <laughs> they're, they're scoring in bunches. Like, even when they're down a couple goals, you got the idea, hey, no problem. Kind of a very different historically in this 25th anniversary season from what this franchise has had offensively. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you and I both have covered teams where you're like, man, this team just can't score. They, it seemed like every game they ran into the hottest goalie in the world and every backup looked like an all-star against the Panthers at times. But, you know, these are different times, and this is obviously a very talented offensive team, both from its forwards and its defense uh, defensemen. Uh, you know, their defensemen can score. They definitely have two, three really good lines running every night. So, um, yeah, I mean, even if they do fall behind, you have a feeling that this team can, as long as they can get some goals and keep it at a, at a minimum, they can come back and, 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 and you know at least tie things up. Over the last year and into this year, and even these first 22 games, I think Alexander Barkov has even taken another step. Is it even close? Is he the best player? This, I mean, he's only 23, but he's the best, most complete player that this franchise has ever had with what he does in the defensive zone? Yeah, I, I think you can make a, a pretty darn good argument for that because he does everything. And I think the big thing about Barkov is when you talk to opposing teams and he's the first guy 
everybody mentions. It's not the goalie. It's not the you know. It's not the number one pick. It's it's Barkov. It's he's the guy that every team keys on, and they're like, we got to know where he is every time he's on the ice because he's going to make himself known because he's going to be matched up against the best players on the other team. He's he's a terrific defensive player. He's a great offensive player. He's got the complete package, like you said. Um, yeah, he might be the most well-rounded, talented player this franchise has seen. Yeah, it could be. When people ask you, other people in the media, and you know your guests in different various forms, I know of you know radio interviews, things like that. What do people ask you? Uh, what do they talk about about Barkoff all around North America when when you chat with other media um, members? I think the, the big thing people are just like that he's finally, you know, not not coming into his own because we've seen the progression, I think, ever since Yager got here, right? I mean, Barky's really just taken off as, as a player. Um, that, that I think people around the league are starting to see that because I think there was a little bit of an unknown when, when, when Dale picked him second um, back in, what was that, 14? 13, yep. Yeah, we, when they took him second overall. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, people do know some of these talented Europeans, but Barkov wasn't a household name. Um, there were some players in that draft that, you know, if you had 50 drafts, you know, Florida wasn't going to take him at two and many of them, but they did. Um, I think he's starting to get the recognition as, as a top-end player. Um, and, and, and it's not only by the by his peers, which has been there for the but 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 people around the league. You saw him last year getting some votes in the Selkie. Um, you, you saw him getting some votes in other things. People recognize what what a good player he is, what a top end player he is. And uh, when you hear it from everyone, media, players, opposing coaches, you know it's legit. As far as him being the captain. Um, I guess he's a little bit more vocal and probably will be in, you know, ensuing years, but you've had all different captains. I mean, Nick Lidstrom, you know, know, didn't say much in that, in that Detroit room over the years, um, is his work ethic and just his phenomenal play. And he never cheats offensively. Uh, you know, he's always doing defensive work. Is that enough to have him be the captain and the respect of the players inside the dressing room? Well, you have to ask them, but I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think when, when you, you, when you were talking about who could be the next captain of this team and and he was definitely in that mix, but then you talk to guys like Vinny Trocek, who was one of those, uh, Aaron Eckblad, one of those, Keith Yandel, and all they do is say about how it should be Barkov, how Barkov is the guy, how Barkov is, you know, yeah, I mean, Roberto Luongo, until he's gone, is going to be the the leader of this team and, and, you know, has been the captain in the past in in Vancouver. That's not an option now. Um, They all point to Barkov as the leader of this franchise and in this team and how far they go, a lot depends on what Barkov does. So I I just think he's so important to this team. He does so much, and like you say, he doesn't cheat. Um, He doesn't take days off. He doesn't take shifts off. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Barkov is just an all-around player. He loves South Florida, um, loves this organization, and just loves the game of hockey. And and I thought it was a natural that, that he took that over. You feel like one day that he is a number one center that can lift the Stanley Cup over his head whenever that day comes at only age 23 if he stays here his entire career? Well, I mean, you know, I think you're jumping a little bit ahead. But, yeah, no, I think he's definitely an all-around kind of guy. He's going to be an all-star for, the, you know, for who knows how long. I mean, you look at his size. I mean, he's a big guy. Um, He's had some injury concerns previous, but none of them is serious. I mean, nothing – 
it was because the guy plays so hard he broke a finger or something mm-hmm. or you know twisted you know it was always something um bumps and bruises kind of things that have taken him out of the lineup but he's just a big sturdy guy and you think he's just going to get better someone say the same about you a big sturdy guy that's still getting better goldie he is George Richards of The Athletic, folks, uh, here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is the Goldie and Ice Podcast. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little career stuff. As I said at the beginning, people always say, well, how'd you get that job? How do you start? So uh, George has had the, the journey through the media. We're going to come back with more uh, in about uh, 60 seconds here on the Goldie and Ice Ooh. Podcast. Sides Foundation Fighting Pediatric Cancer is a wonderful nonprofit organization born out of Sidney Lister's successful fight against Ewing sarcoma. Sides was formed helping kids and families fight cancer. Call 954-594-5763 for ways you can help, including attending fundraising events like the annual golf tournament or dinner. Call Dave Lister, Sid's dad, at 954-594-5763. 5763. It's the Sides Foundation. I personally thank you for helping the fight against cancer. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400. 4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Goldie on Ice podcast continues in the Five Reasons Sports Network. George Richards of The Athletic is our guest. All right, George. A young George Richards starts out, wants to be a sports writer. Tell us about that first job in the media that you had. Well, you know, kind of a funny story. People at the Herald, you know, still kind of talk about how. And that's the Miami Herald since we have listeners worldwide. Yes, the Miami Herald. Yeah, I started (laughs) at the Miami Herald. I was 17 years old. Um, I was working as a... uh, a bag boy stockman at Publix. I thought you were say as a waitress in a cocktail bar, but you left that alone. That's well, that was later in life. I was trying to get you to sing. <laughs> that was later. All right. I, was, uh, I was working at Publix in Pember Pines. I was going to Cooper City High. I was a senior. And uh, I recognized one of the sports writers doing his morning shopping. It was a Saturday morning, and here's Jim Martz of the Miami Herald mm-hmm. walking around. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He's the guy from the Miami Herald. So long story short, he goes to pay for his groceries. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, so I go to bag his groceries. And I'm just talking with the cashier, and I'm like, whatever I say, just agree with. She's <laughs> like, all right. So 
I was just trying to get his attention. So we end up talking for like an hour out in the parking lot, and I come back in. My manager's mad and don't think anything of it. A couple of weeks later, the Cooper City Athletic Director pulls me aside. He goes, George, uh, the Miami Herald called. And I thought I got in trouble. I thought maybe, you know, we were getting in trouble for various sundries at the Cooper City High. And he's like, no, you dummy. They want to offer you a job. I'm like, what? What are you talking? So I started it, uh, just working like one day a week. It was a Sunday taking high school stats. Um, and then it led to, hey, can you go cover this tennis tournament? Hey, can you go cover this? Can you go cover this? Hey, how about you work Tuesday in the office? And after about six months, I was working three, four, five days a week at the Herald in Fort Lauderdale and covering high school events. And, you know, that was the end of Publix. But, uh, <laughs> and then I just, just kind of stayed there for a while, you know. Now, after that, when did they give you the, give us the years on that? When, when did you get the full-time job at the Herald? Um, I was part-time while I went to college, so that would have been till about like 93, 94, I became full-time. Um, I was like one of the, you know, I kind of ran the office, ran the desk, the high school coverage in Broward County, and then I became the high school prep writer um, in Broward and doing general assignment stuff, you know, how we used to do at the Herald. I mean, you, you know, you covered one thing mainly, you focused, but you covered everything. Mm-hmm. So, and that was great because you got... I was one of those guys, I would cover anything. I didn't, they, they said, do you want to cover horse racing? Sure, I'll cover horse racing. I'll go with Gary Long and cover the auto racing. I wanted to, I wanted to cover everything, and I wanted to, to, to see how other sports operated. And um, I, I thought that was a great, great thing. Beach volleyball. Remember doing yeah. the beach volleyball in Fort Lauderdale? That was always a fun assignment, a great assignment. <laughs> I'm not surprised you didn't deny that. Well, that was a good one. But it was part of that always, you know, that kind of, you know, hey, never say no. Yeah. You never know what this might lead to. You never know what the beach volleyball tournament, who you might meet. Was, was that kind of in your thought process at the time? Uh, it was. It, and it, it became that because I noticed when I first started the Herald, there was this one other guy who was like the, the guy that I would, you know, eventually take his job because he – always said no he would never he never wanted to cover well i'll do it well i'll do it there's always somebody out there goldie that will do it and you keep saying no eventually they're going to stop asking you so um yeah i mean that's just how it evolved i mean i was just always sure 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 you want me to go south plantation high you got it tell me when cb smith park district tennis i'm there whatever you want i do and it was part of it was because i wanted to do it and then it became like, looking back, you were like, yeah, it was because of that, that that's why you got those opportunities, because they knew they could rely on you. And that's so important. And now that I've kind of moved on, having people in, in the business that you can rely on, that you know you're not going to get excuses from, and that you're going to, yes, you know what, yeah, I'll, I'll go do that, and, and do a good job time in, time out. Those are the guys, you, people you rely on. You know, Some great career advice for everybody that asks how do you get started. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing I tell people. Hey, n- never say no. You know, you, if you start out in the, as I did, you know, an intern at a radio station in the promotions department, you're not even close to on the air, but you, your foot is in the door. Um, take us through the time you got the job covering the Panthers. Yeah, I'd been covering the helping out. David J. Neal was uh, the Miami Herald's beat writer from day one um, because he was the only guy on staff that knew anything about hockey, and and obviously he knew a lot about hockey. Um, It was So I started helping him out when the team moved to Broward. I started helping out because I was based in Broward. So I'd cover some morning skates, stuff like that. Anyway, long story short, 
2004, we're in Tampa covering the Stanley Cup, and he's like, "So you want this job?" And I'm like, "What job?" He goes, "Yeah, you know, I, you know, they they want you, you know, we want to see if you want to cover Panthers full time." I was like, "Yeah, of course, you know, that'd be great." So I took over the job, and then there's a lockout. Well, remember we had the conversations yes. as I got the radio play-by-play job at the same time, so our first year was an on-year. <laughs> One of my first Sunday yeah. columns was about. You know, here's Steve Goldstein gets his dream job, and there's a lockout. And and, and you were joking, like, geez, can you believe it? I'm like, well, maybe it'll come, you know, and it never did, but uh, it turned out all right. It turned out all right. We waited a year. It's funny how a year at the time seemed like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing. It's forever and now kind of a blip on the radar screen. The Athletic. Um, I'm a subscriber. I'm not here to promote them. They don't give the podcast any money, certainly. Um, but really a tremendous website, a tremendous venture. Um, what is it like working for The Athletic? Where is that thing headed um, in your mind? And, and how is the job with The Athletic? I just think the neatest thing is now that I'm part of it, to, to look around at all my favorite sports writers and say, we're teammates. I mean, I could, you know, just send a message over to, to anybody and, hey, I've got that. I'm doing a story on this and this. Can you ask, you know, one of your people? Um, it's just, you know, people ask me, well, why would, you know, why do I, I don't really care about Miami sports that much. Well, you know, the athletic, we cover everything. You know, every, if you're a Mets fan and a Panther fan and a Laker fan, we got you covered. Right. It could be mixed up. You don't only have access to the one city, you have access to everything. Yeah. You got everything. Yeah. It's a nationwide uh, network of, of the best sports writers. And it's really been great. I mean, it's been great to be a part of. Um, great to, to, to just be able to, to, to write stories that I think people want to read and, and stories that need to be told. Um, I've been able to go deeper into stories. Um, I'm not one of those. I'm never going to rip the newspaper. I worked a long time at the Miami Herald. I worked at the Columbus Dispatch. Um, but you were limited at times. I mean, yeah, you could write longer for the web, but you still had the print product where there was there was space. And and any time I could just pick up, oh, I, I want to do something on Mike Hoffman and just write it. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to self-edit. You don't want it to be too long and ponderous. But you can go into deep stuff and just let it go and, and tell the story that needs to be told. You're not cutting out quotes. You're not, you know, let the guys tell the stories. And I think it's been pretty cool. And, and, and again, being able to be part of such an esteemed group, um, I mean, it's pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, first guy you noticed, you're covering high school sports in South Florida. Obviously, a lot of pros come out. First guy you noticed that you said, oh, man, I better remember this guy. Boy, there had been so many of them. I mean, you know, we had, man, Tyrone Moss was one of my favorite guys. Okay. I mean, and, and obviously, we, you know, we know about him. He just passed. Um, Tyrone was one of the guys that I covered exclusively. That we just, every game Ely played, we covered. Um, and he carried Ely to the state championship as a senior, went on to UM, had knee problems, and that was kind of kind of it for Tyrone. And he just, you know, tragically passed a couple months ago. Um he was one of the guys that, that, that I really thought was going to, you know, be something special because he was just built in such a way that he just ran people over. I remember um, Frank Gore, one of them, mm. you know, covering him. Boy, how, how good was he? I mean, I know it's gone on and it's proven in the NFL, sure. boy, when he was young. Ever seen anything like that? Coral Gables High, he just yeah. murdered people. Uh, Donnell Bennett, let's go way back oh, into yeah. the time. I remember Donnell Bennett played a game at Chaminade. And just, it wasn't even nice. It wasn't fair, like what was going on that day. Um, and, and that was kind of how Frank Gore ran the ball. It wasn't fair. I mean, and you, you, you know, he was playing big-time teams down there in Miami. So, you know, playing South Miami, playing all these different teams. And he was just running them over. Favorite 
if there is a favorite, Panther, whether it's a player, a coach, favorite guy that just over the years, you know, and I had a lot of good relationships with a lot of players. Is there a favorite for you? That's a tough one. And people always ask me, what's your favorite movie? And and there's like 30 in my my top 10. How about give us two or three favorite Panthers? Favorite, uh, yeah, favorite guys to cover over the years. Um, they're, they're, some of them are going to surprise you. I mean, I really like dealing with Dmitry Kulikov. Mm-hmm. I really like dealing with, uh, with, uh, with, with Lou, who's here now, and, and Yager, of course. Yager's got to be in your top five, I guess, of guys. That, I mean, he was, how great was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ole, Stephen Weiss, um, Radek Dvorak, one of my favorites. Uh, we just saw Thomas Vokun here, Craig Anderson. I mean, I'm t- yeah. how, how long you got? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you 40 of them if you want. I mean, I've been covering this team a long time, and there have been a lot of great people uh, pass through this building. Um, coaches, you know, Pete DeBoer, Peter Horacek is here scouting. He was a great guy to deal with. Um, I've had been lucky enough to have pretty good relationships with all the coaches here, so that's been pretty good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to just trim it down because you always leave somebody out, and you're like, oh, but wait, but I remember that guy it was great, you know. So it's it's been fun so far. Well, now Trocheck, Barkoff, and Huberdeau are gonna sure. be mad at you. Yeah, yeah, they, they should so, be because yeah. those guys are not part of my favorite. <laughs> George and everybody, I think everybody got an insight into why you've had the staying power that you've had and the, the career that you've had. We appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks. Goldie, thank you. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, subscribe, download iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, wherever, anywhere else you find podcasts. Do you know, George, am I missing any here? I just say, hey, Siri, give me podcasts. Give me Goldie on Ice. Give me Goldie on Ice and... I'll give you Goldie on Ice. Good. I've got Samsung, so it's Bixby on Samsung. So however you find us, folks, find us here on the Goldie on Ice podcast and uh, all across the Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, a lot of different podcasts, all the South Florida teams. Thanks for taking the time.